0: Welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The BPD with me, Tammy Mortland. And in case you can't already tell in the five seconds that I've just been speaking to you, I'm poorly again. Do you know, in COVID, well, while COVID was going on, two years, I didn't get poorly at all. I had no cough, no cold, no sore throat. Before COVID, I was always poorly. During COVID, never poorly. Now everybody's allowed back out and it's not COVID again anymore. I'm frigging poorly all the time, so you're going to have to bear with me, again, because I've got a snotty nose, and I've got a cough. So, we have got a few new listeners since the (laughs) Amber Heard podcast came out, so I want to reintroduce myself. My name is Tammy, I'm 31, and I live in Derbyshire in the UK. In 2015, I was diagnosed with Borderline Personality Disorder, also known as BPD, it was formerly known as Emotionally Unstable Personality Disorder. Now, Season 1 of the Good, the Bad and the BPD podcast is my BPD life story from childhood up to 2022. Season 2 is more of a how-to season, so sharing my tips for managing BPD. <laughs> because I've spent the last two years like really trying to manage my BPD better and it has honestly really helped. So I would consider myself selfish if I didn't share my experiences and how I handled them with you all. And I also wanted to let you know that people with BPD aren't all men abusers. <laughs> to be fair, the person that we abuse mostly is ourselves. But yeah, especially after all this business we ambired, being diagnosed with BPD, I just wanted to make it clear that we aren't all... Men abusers. (laughs) Like having BPD doesn't make you an abusive person. Being abusive (laughs) makes you an abusive person. So if you are new around here and you don't know what borderline personality disorder is, borderline personality disorder is a mental health disorder and it impacts the way that you think and feel about yourself and others. It can cause problems functioning in everyday life. It includes self-image issues, difficulty managing emotions and behaviour and you tend if you've got BPD you tend to have a pattern of unstable relationships whether that's romantic or platonic and I've got my cup of tea with me today it seems to be I don't know like loosening all the mucus in my chest because yesterday I thought I was going to die I needed a new face and today I feel slightly better So, now you're all up to date with Borderline Personality Disorder, who I am, let's crack on with today's episode, which is Season 2, Episode 8, BPD and Anger. So, what do I mean by BPD and anger? And to people without BPD, like, anger's something that they experience when something major happens. I don't know, like the kid gets beat up at school or someone destroys something intentionally of theirs or like being an adult if somebody eats your car you're raging aren't you straight away now for somebody with borderline personality disorder we get angry (laughs) by things like and and when I say angry I mean lose my shit start crying and shouting for no reason whatsoever (laughs) but it's stupid things like Not being able to put my bra on correctly because the straps get tangled. And every time, to me, my brain says that it's obviously doing it on purpose just to annoy me. And it's a frigging bra strap. How can a bra strap tangle just to annoy me? (laughs) Unnecessary noise. Tapping, whistling. But that's been from childhood. That I I just think that's just mean nothing to do with BPD. But people parking in my space outside my house. (laughs) Even if it's a public road, you know that gets on my nerves. Um, Something as little as forgetting to pick some up from shopping, like, I don't know, tea bags, which means I then have to go back out and get it, which is a waste of time, a waste of petrol, and I should have just got it in the first place. See, it's stupid things like that, and you'd be like, tell me what you're kicking off for. Like, it's so only milk. <laughs> You've got enough to last you till tomorrow. Just get it then. But no, my brain goes into full meltdown mode (laughs) and I get that angry that I make myself cry because I'm so frustrated And it takes me a good hour or so to go back to a, what sort of normal baseline emotional state. And a lot of people with BPD, we do experience anger so intense that a lot of professionals, Know it as borderline rage. <coughs> 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 oh. My bad. And it's not clear. Oh, honestly, I've got so much spit in my mouth. It's not clear to health professionals why we, as people with BPD, experience such rage. But they mainly put it down to like, emotional dysregulation and emotional dysregulation is a complex combination of ways in which a person relates to or acts on emotional experiences so things like being able to behave appropriately when distressed and not losing your shit and kicking off and throwing stuff and being able to identify and understand emotional experiences so people with emotional regulational skills so for example people without BPD they're able to control the urge to display reckless behavior like say kicking screaming or like physical aggression so during those times of emotional stress people without BPD can control their emotions it's as easy as that whereas we with BPD like I say, often lose a shit and explode and we struggle to then get back to that calm or normal emotional baseline state. And remember I said that my brain's (laughs) like a snow globe, it's the only way I can describe it. So the more you shake it, the more angry I get. Like the snow inside of the globe represents all of my emotions and even the slightest wobble of that globe and I can become like angry, sad, upset, whatever. So, yeah, that's the best way that I can describe it. My brain is a snow globe. Um, I'll give you another example. So, as you know, like, for the last three and a half months, I've been on my own. I've had my routine. I've concentrated on myself. Had my little minimalist lifestyle on track. Well, with the return of Adam comes the return of all his stuff. And my brain nearly exploded. Like, you know, I'm a minimalist. I hate mess, I hate clutter, I hate dirt. Everything's got its place, and for God's sake, don't move it once it's in its place. (laughs) If you do move it, put it back. Because it makes me angry. So we were unpacking all this stuff, and there was just nowhere to put it all. And I started to feel myself getting frustrated, first of all. Back in the day, before I started to recognise when I was getting frustrated, I would just go from happy to lose my shit within like, 0.3 seconds the window for identifying your frustrated stage is very small when you have bpd so i started to get frustrated not at adam at the situation and rather than saying to adam can we stop for a minute because i'm overwhelming myself and i need to settle my brain and work through some stuff i carried on (laughs) because i just wanted to get it done and I noticed that i started answering Adam sharply and it, his expression on his face changed. And in that moment, m- moment? <laughs> in that moment, if he'd have said something to me like, stop snapping at me or, I don't know, something along them lines with a bit of a tone, I'd have probably lost my shit. I'm like, who the fudge do you think you're talking to? But look, if I... <sighs> honestly, my brain, my mouth, everything's just not working. It's so hard to do this podcast today. <laughs> Luckily for me, I've got a saint for a fiancé and he did see me getting stressed and he asked me if I were all right. And if you ask somebody with BPD who's frustrated if they're all right, you have to be prepared for them to explode like a bursting dam of words and emotion. And don't take it personally because none of it's because of you. Always remember, you can't cause it. You can't cause it. You didn't cause it. You can't control it. you can't cure it. So, because Adam asked me if I were all right, I just reeled off the following. (laughs) Not in a nice tone, can I just put? I'm like, you've got so much shit. Where am I supposed to put it all? Like, it's messing with my routine and the fact that I don't like clutter. It's getting too much for my brain, and I'm not getting angry at you. (laughs) I'm getting worked up and angry at myself for getting worked up. And it's only stuff. Like, I know we can sort it and find space, but right at this moment in time, it's just getting too much for me. To which, he just walked up to me, gave me a cuddle and said, want a cuppa? And I'm like, yes, please. Now, if that situation had happened, say, four year ago, the whole outcome would have been different. I wouldn't have been able to identify, for one, that I was getting frustrated, which would then turn into anger I couldn't control. I would have told Adam that he needs to get rid of some of his stuff to accommodate my needs. Like, no accommodation from my side, just from his. And I would have made him feel guilty for bringing all of his stuff to the house when there was just nowhere to put it. And it would have probably ended in me saying nasty things to make him feel crap just because I felt crap. And I needed him to feel the same way that I felt. Just so he actually understood how I felt. Does that make sense? I mean, I can't give you a specific number of times a week or month borderline rage happens to me now. Because it's very situational for me. Um, Before I started my own BPD recovery journey, I would go into a borderline rage for, well, some of the following reasons. Somebody being rude to me. Or somebody being rude to somebody else. Someone answering me with a tone. Someone ending a friendship or relationship that I didn't want to end. (laughs) Hence why I've done all these episodes. Someone criticising me. Even if I believed them... No. Yeah. Someone criticising me. Or even if they weren't criticising me, if I thought they were criticising me. Someone telling me I can't do something. Someone patronising me. Someone making me feel stupid. Someone not wanting to spend time with me. And... (coughs) (coughs) <coughs> I started talking too quick then, it dried my throat up. Someone, and this is the worst one, someone looking at me with what I perceive as a funny look. We all know them looks, don't we? You know, if someone glances at you and you're like, who are you looking at? Like that. You're not looking at <laughs> I will tell you a little story, though. <laughs> one of the worst times that my borderline rage has got the better of me was... <laughs> I were in McDonald's and this bloke, no offence to him, he was a very big bloke and I don't mean muscle. So I'm sat with my food and all me and everybody that sat with me and everybody in the vicinity, right, all we can hear is this bloke complaining about the fact that he can't lose weight and he's done this, he's done that, but nothing's helping him. Basically, he was having a rape pity party for himself about his weight. And he even said to his mate that he'd had a diet coke with his meal. So it's not as much sugar. I mean, I can see where he's coming from. But by this point, me and everybody else in his close vicinity (laughs) had heard him moan for about 15 minutes about the fact that he can't lose weight. Yet he sat. With a large frigging McDonald's and a Diet Coke. And (laughs) I know, well, I know, it weren't any of our business. (laughs) But we were talking so loud that it were hard not to hear him and it were hard not to make it my business. And so I'm sat there for 15 minutes and I'm getting more wound up and wound up. And I'd wound myself up that much. I basically just exploded with what everybody else in the McDonald's were thinking. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm so ashamed of myself But I just said at the top of my voice Because I've got no volume button. when borderline rage Kicks in, that's another thing There's, there's just no volume control But I just oh. <laughs> I don't know whether to, I'm going to tell you It makes me sound absolutely awful But it, it was awful But I went, mate, shut up We've all sat here for the last 15 minutes Listening to you moan about your weight Whilst sat eating, the largest McDonald's known to man. If you want to stop eating, just put the food down. Stop eating. It is that simple. Like, if you did half as much exercise as you did moaning, you'd be as thin as me. And (laughs) I'm laughing now, but oh my God, it was awful. I felt so awful. I feel bad now. But I mean, it were about six years ago, so (laughs) this bloke went bright red. I went bright red. But it was like Bob just took over my whole body. And I just couldn't control my temper or what came out of my mouth in them few seconds. And if you are new around here, I turned my BPD into a person named Bob. (laughs) It helps me be able to problem solve and think rationally. And keep the little shit in check. Sometimes he creeps out and I just have to give him a little kick back in. But although everybody in McDonald's laughed and sort of gave me one of them little, you know, them little looks and a little nod of appraisal, but I felt so bad for the bloke and I felt so bad for the people that I were with because I was rude, I was aggressive, I was mean and I was nasty. All the things that I hate being done to me, I displayed towards somebody else. And I think me and the bloke just wanted the ground to eat us. Honestly, I- so disgusted in the way that I behaved in that situation. And I can't even say it's the way that my BPD behaved in that situation because my BPD is part of me. So I've ultimately got to take the blame. (laughs) But when you do go into a borderline rage, you don't register the words that come out of your mouth until about three seconds after you've said them. And then you realise what you've said and the guilt and the remorse kicks in, which makes you hate yourself (laughs) which makes you even angrier. You struggle to see anybody else's point of view when you're in a borderline rage. There's only your opinion and how you feel that counts. And you've all heard the term, or even probably experienced it yourself, of seeing red. Well, this is the only way that I can sort of link borderline rage to something people can associate it with, so to speak. So once you've started down the borderline rage path, it's very hard to stop. It's like someone's turned on every angry switch in your body and you honestly feel like you could knock out Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner's the Hulk for all of you uneducated people out there. (laughs) No, I'm joking. I love you all, even if you aren't Marvel fans. But Borderline Rage makes you say things that you instantly regret. It makes you lash out at the people you love and it makes you lash out at yourself and it makes you so angry that you can either cry or become physically or verbally aggressive to somebody else, to yourself just to release some of that anger and borderline rage episodes are physically exhausting to the point where you have to take yourself and go back to bed but thank god for self-development and (laughs) self-reflection i mean there is therapy options like dbt available to help you manage your anger if you feel like therapy and stuff's right for you if you do have borderline personality disorder i would say the main thing to help you manage your anger better is to keep a journal of some kind you can even write it on a scrap bit of paper screw it up throw it in a bin whatever suits you there's no one way that fits all when it comes to managing BPD and BPD recovery but with the the journal I mean journal's a strong word in it nobody likes the word journal oh I journal no just it is really simple all you've got to do is look back on your day identify situations where you've got angry the main one bit is be honest with yourself about why you got angry and write it down nobody else has to see it the process of it leaving your thoughts and flowing out onto paper really helps settle your mind and it also helps you accept criticism because you're criticizing yourself but you have to because you've got to learn to work through it so two birds one stone So, yeah, it also helps you to identify where you could learn to manage your responses to a particular situation to stop you from getting angry. So, yeah, that's my best tip for anybody. Write down your emotions. Go through why you felt that way and how you can manage it better in the future. do not matter if you have BPD. The whole being a human is all about managing emotions and behaviour and exercise. Exercise, for me, personally, with BPD, made me much calmer as a person. I hardly ever had any outbursts. It took a while for my brain to actually get wound up. I don't know whether that's because I was just exhausted. And I couldn't be arsed. I just think, because I'd worked out all that pent-up frustration going on in my head, it was nice to let it out in a physical way, without it being directed at somebody or myself. And also, I've got to admit something to you. <clears throat> I am wrong. I keep saying throughout season one and season two that I had to rationalise. Now, I don't think I'm using the right word here. I thought hippie. Ras- raf- I thought rationalization was, for example, if someone was to end a relationship with me, I had to rationalise my feelings. And convince myself that the person who'd ended the relationship wasn't a bad person. Because they aren't. However. Wikipedia says. Rationalisation is a defence mechanism. In brackets. Ego defence. In which apparent logic reasons are given to justify behaviour that is motivated by unconscious instinctual impulses. So it says it's got a little number one. It says it is an attempt to find reasons for behaviours, especially one's own. And then two, rationalisations are used to defend against feeling guilt, maintain self-respect and protect oneself from criticism. But it then goes on to say rationalisation happens in two steps. A decision, action, judgment is made for a given reason or no known reason at all. And then the next one is, a rationalisation is performed constructing a seemingly good or logical reason as an attempt to justify the act after the fact for oneself or others. So yeah, apparently rationalisation is, like in the scenario before, what 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 did I say, the scenario? <laughs> yeah, if somebody was to end a relationship with me. So rationalisation would be, oh, they haven't ended it with me because I'm perfect. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. It's all about them. I think that's what that is supposed to mean. So anyway, long story short, my text page. And if you don't know who Paige is, if you're new here, page is my sister who is a psychologist. So basically, I asked her what the word is for going through my emotions and making sure that they're rational. And she said, you're problem solving to help you make a wise choice in a rational state rather than an emotional one. (coughs) 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 So my reply was, so it's just rational thinking, not rationalisation. And she's like, basically, yeah. But it's rational based off facts rather than emotion. She also said, if I wanted to sound posh, I can say, I'm problem solving the emotional trigger by being objective about the experience rather than subjection. And we all know I don't have a posh bone in my body, nor am I as intelligent as Paige. So yeah, Paige says that what what that is called is (laughs) problem solving the emotional trigger by being objective about the experience rather than I think that's meant to say subjective, not subjection. (laughs) Yeah, predictive text, don't you love it? So yeah, I don't mean rationalisation. I just mean rational thinking. So I'm extremely sorry for anybody that I've confused because I've confused the shit out of myself. And then I got angry. Here we are, back to the episode. Because I'd given you guys false information, which annoyed me and in my head makes me a liar. And I'm not, so that made me angry. So I had to tell you. So... There's no, like in my head because I have like to me I have lied to you there's no like I wonder if I should be angry about that I'm like yeah I'm definitely going to be angry about that for no reason whatsoever like I didn't intentionally lie to you yeah there's always a reason isn't there there's always I'm get, I got angry because I gave you false information not because I lied just because I didn't do my research enough which in turn made me annoyed so yeah there's always there's always a reason you just have to find the reason <laughs> But how do you find it? How do you find the reason? Go on, tell me. Tell me. That's it. Write down your emotions and go through them. <laughs> and I'm going to keep repeating it throughout the good, the bad, and the BPD until you start doing it. I'm going to be like a nagging wife. Go and write down your emotions. So, what are my tips for managing anger if you live with BPD? Learn rational thinking, <laughs> not rationalisation rationalisation is bad. If you feel yourself getting hot and unable to string a sentence together, that's when I find I'm frustrated, so I I have to take a couple of minutes away from the situation and I suggest you do the same. Take 10 deep breaths because the 10 deep breath technique actually works and I thought this was absolute shite. Like, how can breathing chill you out? But it does. And it also helps you sleep better at night. So if you're trying to fall asleep at night. 10 deep breaths in through the nose. And then breathe it out through the mouth. Really, really slowly. <clears throat> or maybe now I fit into the health and lifestyle category. <laughs> now I you that better advice. Sleeping habits with Tammy. How to take 10 deep breaths. <clears throat> but. Sometimes you simply cannot control every outburst. So the main thing is to not be so hard on yourself when you do have an outburst. Just take time to reflect on the situation and then you can learn to manage your response better the next time something similar arises. And you learn something new about yourself every day if you live with borderline personality disorder, especially if you are going through your own recovery journey. And if you are somebody looking to support somebody with managing their anger then all I can really tell you is to not take their outbursts personal I mean it's very hard but half the time we don't even know what we've said and get them to take themselves away from the situation and go and relax for 10 minutes you can continue the conversation the activity or whatever it is later on but you need to get them to let their snow globe brain settle so just let them Go sit down 10 minutes. They can run through the thoughts or emotions and then they might come back to you sooner rather than 10 minutes. But make it known to them that you are there to support them as much as you need them to be. And don't make them feel bad. Like you can have a constructive conversation, but try not to blame. Because remember that they have an illness and this mood won't last forever. And if you are somebody who has been diagnosed with BPD, then please don't feel like you are on your own. You aren't there are actually more people than you realise living with BPD and people living undiagnosed with BPD. So look on the bright side. If you have been diagnosed, then you can begin the recovery process of learning to manage your BPD better. Just remember that you will have good days and you will have bad days. Just like people without BPD. So just remember that on the bad days, that it is just a bad day, and it's not a bad life, and I'm going to leave this episode on a positive note, so that's it for today, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, I'm sorry that I'm poorly again, I've got a snotty nose, but the episode came out on Sunday, so go me, go me, (laughs) next week we're going to be talking about rational thinking, not (laughs) rationalisation, I'm going to touch base on rationalisation so we all know the difference, because I didn't. <laughs> if you have any more suggestions to add to today's episode, or you would like me to cover a specific topic, you can get in touch with me on the Facebook, at The Good, The Bad and The BPD. Also, I received an email this morning from Facebook saying that podcasts are no longer going to be on Facebook. So, Facebook, you wank. You will have to listen to me on Anchor FM, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. And I've also converted all of my episodes into videos. There isn't a video that goes with it, but I've converted them all into videos so that they can go up onto YouTube. So, over the next couple of weeks, they will all be going up onto YouTube too. As always, a big shout out to Anchor FM, because without you, without you Anchor these lovely lovely people would not be listening to me and I don't know why I'm talking to you anchor as if you're going to listen to me because you probably don't but (laughs) go check anchor out for all of your podcasting needs thank you for listening to the good the bad and the bpd with me Tammy Mortland have a lovely day